Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. This is Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans with me, Cheryl Burke, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Welcome back to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. I have to say that one of the highlights of doing this podcast is just for me is just to catch up with like people who I've had a relationship with in the past, but then all of a sudden, you know, it stopped because of whether that person left or whatever happened, it's irrelevant. And I have to say my next guest is just that. Um, she is obviously best known as a co-host of Dancing with the Stars. Um, we both started season two and she, you know, lasted eight seasons of the show. And then that was it. And I never really heard from her again. So I'm really excited to bring her on as, you know, I have so many unanswered questions because like, regardless, no matter what, we all develop such a family bond on the show. And I just kind of felt like it, there was no closure. So I cannot wait. You guys are going to love this episode. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. There's going to be so many questions that I'm sure loyal fans and new fans have had about my next guest. And she answers it all for the very first time. So enjoy. Please welcome Samantha Harris to the show. Hi, Samantha. It's been how it's been fit. I counted 15 years. No. Yes. I can't believe it. Well, but that like, we must know, well, we, we absolutely crossed paths though. Like I, I don't was, think so. Oh, wait, I was at, I was in the audience for like the 20th anniversary show. There. You must have been, you weren't there. Mm-mm. That's when I moved to and, NBC uh, for a second. Oh, yes. I, I know all of our like, our quick yeah. random different things that we do. Really um, random, but like really, yeah, not, not necessarily something that, uh, yeah, I would be invited to, right? 
Right, yeah, exactly. No, it's funny. I, I was thinking through the, the time frame as well as um, even just when we knew each other. And I remember um, when you came, well, when we obviously still know each other, but when we were spending more time together and you came to my baby shower for my yeah. eldest daughter, I was pregnant um, I on season two and I delivered, I think, in season three, something like that. Anyway, the baby shower, she just had her driver's license and she's 16. So I was just going to say that she must be at least old enough to drive. Yeah. That's so crazy. Wait, was that in Malibu? Yeah. The, yeah, the, oh, the baby shower. Yeah, it was on the beach. That was so nice. Yes, I remember so that. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, time really does go by so fast, but I feel like you look happy. You look the same, if not more, just like just full of light and um, peace. And I can feel your energy, you know, and I even have been obviously stalking you the past like week or two since I found out that you are you said yes to this. So thank you. As much as I would love to like really get to know you and go way back to, you know, the Harris family. I don't think that is that your actual last name or is that your husband's last name? It, um, it is my mom's my mom's maiden name. Got I it. took a middle name when I wanted a stage name and dropped my last name. So I became Samantha Harris professionally at age 12. Oh, wait. So it's a stage name. It was my stage. It was my stage name because my birth name is different, and um, oh, I, I, put, I was never given a middle name. And my mom's maiden name was Harris, and um, I was much closer with that side of the family. Anyhow, I thought, well, great, I'll make it my middle name, but then I'll just drop my last name because that sounds Samantha Harris sounds much better for a stage name. When I got an agent at twelve in Minnesota. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, there you go, people. There's a little backstory. I had no idea. That yeah. is an interesting fact. Fun yeah. facts about Samantha. Harris. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so we both started our first season with season two, right, of Dancing with the Stars. Obviously, this podcast is very heavily about the show um, and, you know, more about like going down memory lane and uh, basically like what what are you up to now? And there's a lot of questions that I have, obviously, about health and, um, you know, what you've been so proactive about when it comes to breast cancer. But let's uh, let's first do Dancing with the Stars here. Yeah. What was the like, did you audition for the as a co-host or like how did this all happen? Okay, so such a fun little story. So I was working. So my other day job has always been even as you well know, the whole time I was on Dancing with the Stars, hosting that show, I always had a full time entertainment news job. And so at the time I was at so I started at extra, then I moved to E News, I was at E News when dancing came on, I eventually moved to insider and entertainment tonight and all of those. But um, I was at E News, and I was covering season one, of Dancing with the Stars, which oh. was just that quick six episode summer season. They didn't know, right? ABC did not know if any viewer was going to, you know, connect with this show. Right. And um, and the finale came along of season one, episode six. And so E! News sent me to cover it because it was garnering. So by episode six, people really like caught on. They loved this show. They wanted more of it. So all the entertainment news shows were like, well, let's send our reporters out and go get our, you know, go get the interviews. With the so celebrity. you were part of the press line. I was part of the press line. Wow. Yes. And I you know, had that microphone. I was interviewing the celebrities and the pro dancers. I got off of that. You know, I watched the whole taping. Um, I got in my car and I immediately called my agent oh, and I said, you. Karen, this show is my jam. Karen, if this show actually gets a second season, please pitch me to be one of the celebrity dancers. Now, Oh, you want to be well, a contestant. I wanted to be a contestant. Well, it had hosts. I mean, it was a show, right? Of course, of course, so of had, course. 
so, so I was like, I want to be a dancer on the show. I'm not a good enough dancer, but I like, this would be amazing. I was what, 30? You were amazing. By the way, (laughs) your jive is better than most to this day when you dance with Jonathan Roberts, but we'll get there. Go ahead. Sorry. I love that. I love that you even said, thank you. Well, I always thought I was a dancer until I stood next to all of you professionals. <laughs> and then I realized I was that girl who could just sort of keep the beat when the music was going, when I was in a room of you, if a room of regular people, okay, sure. I was the dancer, but <laughs> I didn't have the training that you guys had. I could just move. Um, and anyway, so I, so I told my agent that she's like, Oh, good to know. It's on my radar. So I'm sitting at my desk at E! News, I don't know, a few weeks later, a few months, I don't even know if it's months, it may have been weeks, but definitely within the next couple of months. And I get a call from my agent. And I'm like in the middle of writing my story for that day on E! News and whatever, you know, probably running off to a shoot. And she calls and says, Samantha, hey, good news. Just want you to know you're on a short list for Dancing with the Stars. And my jaw hit the floor. I was like, oh my God, Karen, this would be amazing. This would be so... Oh, but Karen, I realize how much effort I'd want to put into my rehearsals and I want to be good. I want a chance at winning that mirror ball. Honestly, Karen, I don't know if I could be a contestant on the show. I don't think I have the time to do my full-time entertainment news job and be a contestant and put the work in that I want. Just Samantha. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, Samantha, this is to be the host. You're on a short list to be the host. And my jaw dropped again. And I went, what? <laughs> That's amazing. She's like, you wouldn't have to rehearse because it's a live show. You'd have a couple meetings a week. You'd be on set for those days if we can make it work. You know, it is- right. Okay, so now I am like beyond excited because I'm thinking, okay, this like I could at least be in yeah. what I love. I love dance. I love performance. I love stage. I grew up in a family of of actually dancers and musical theater people. And I just, this was my, like this, oh my gosh, this is the most exciting thing ever. So that was the phone call. I'm on a shortlist to be the host. And then that was kind of the last I heard of it. And I don't know what the timeline, I can't remember anymore, but now a couple of weeks passed. It must have been like 2000. So I, we started second season was 2006. Yeah. Was it, I wonder if it was after, remember they did this summer dance off? It was after the dance off. It was after. So were you there doing the press line for that? Or? No, I don't think so. Got I don't it. think. So. Oh, maybe. Maybe that was it. That was the summer show. Because like, So the first season was back in 2005. It was during the fall, I believe. Oh, I thought it was a six episode. It was six episodes. But it, I was. Thought it was in the summertime. But then they did the summer dance off with John O'Hurley and Kelly Monaco. Okay. Right. Right, right, right. I don't okay, know. Who cares? It doesn't one. matter. Yeah. No, now, well, now, now I'm curious. Am I yeah. going time? But I will definitely. But regardless, all I knew yeah. is that I didn't hear anything for the next. It was like radio silence. And I get a phone call. This is how, this is how the hosting world works. Um, and then I get a phone call. And it's my agent, Karen, who I love. And I've been with her forever. She says, um, Samantha, hey, now I'm in the middle of my e-news work day. Hey, could you, um, you know, Dance with the Stars called again. Um, ABC network execs are very interested. They want to screen test you with Tom Bergeron. Right. That was my next question. So that was, that was basically going to be my, my first meeting with the producers, but straight to screen test on camera with next to Tom. And is that um, the same as a chemistry test? Yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially, it's basically, yeah, it's basically like, what do you guys look like on TV next to each other? How do you interact together? Or how does it feel? And honestly, it's the only, uh, one of the two probably only screen tests I've ever done in my life. Um, so 
can you, so, so can you, and this is maybe, I don't know, noon, can you be at CBS? So even though it was an ABC show, I'm sure you've talked about it. We shot at CBS. No, um, I don't think my viewers actually, no, I, oh, they always I, say it's on ABC. So this is good. Yeah, it's very good. So, so that can, it's like noon. So can you be at, 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 um, said CBS television city, the net where the studio is. Can you be there in a couple of hours at three o'clock today in full hair, makeup and a ball gown, a ball gown (laughs) and And some spray tan, spray tan, right? Exactly. And I'm, I mean, in most worlds, I think, oh my gosh, how am I going to pull this together? Who has ball gowns just hanging in the closet? And I'm like, wait a second. I do because I covered every award show for E! News. I creeped down into the hair and makeup room and I said to my girls, I'm like, can you throw like full glam on me right now? And then I went to the wardrobe room and I grabbed one of the gowns that I had worn that usually, as you all know, usually you borrow the gowns and you give them right back. But I thankfully happened to have, I think, two that were in the closet that I got to keep. And so I literally got my hair and makeup done. I threw on a gown and there I was at the studio screen testing with Tom. Had you known Tom before? Like, have you run no, it cross paths? No, I've never met Tom before. No, never. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. 
To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. So do you know who else was a part of your shortlist as far as other possible co-hosts? No, I don't. It's interesting. When I did my very way back in the day, the thing that actually like kind of launched me into the network world was I was actually up for The View um, when Lisa Ling was leaving and um, um, oh my God, why am I forgetting her name? um, Um, Oh, oh. She's married to the athlete. Not Aaron. Um, No. I just told Elizabeth Hasselback. Yes, 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 Elizabeth yes. E, so, okay. e. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, but like back then, I knew it was me, Elizabeth Hasselback, and I now I forget the other names. I like two, two other women who were up for the job. Right. I actually came down the test offer. You had to sign a test offer contract uh-huh. in order to then do the. Oh, I'd done two days live. I, I know I just took a left turn. Um, I'll get back to dancing. It's totally I, fine. Um, I had done um, two days on the. They were had these different guest hosts as they were trying to find the new host after Lisa Ling left. And I, so they gave every guest host two days to do the show and be, you know, be on live on the show. And then from that, they made a short list Got and it. they had four, down to four women. And I was one of the four. And then you had to sign a contract called a test offer. And when you sign that contract, which basically you negotiate, you completely negotiate the contract as if you got the job, but you oh, don't have the job. Wow. Yet. That's then interesting. You do a whole week on the show. And then they decide because they don't want you to be like, oh, okay, my agents know I was the one who was chosen. Now they're going to play hardball. They want to make sure like you, and it was, it was not the greatest contract offer. And I was offered a full, it was like every 13 weeks of the first year of having to move from LA to New York, Oy. every 13 weeks, I was going to be up for renewal. And that's not a very short amount of time. How could you even rent a place for 13 weeks? I, it, it was the most asinine contract option ever. So they had no, so the network executives already knew you, meaning like they already had you up for the view when you were d- going to possibly take over for. Um, oh, you uh, know, that's so funny. Do you know what's so funny? No one's ever put that together. And I turned it down, though. I turned down the view test offer because Extra, which was my first entertainment news job, had given me a contract right. as a weekend host, a full time correspondent in Los Angeles, not having to move. And a one-year guaranteed contract. Oh gosh, that's so much and better. Tw- oh, and twice the money. Oh, oh, <laughs> so just that. that. Was kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, everything obviously falls into place. Everything I believe that it's it's meant to be. Whatever journey path or whatever option you get with whatever network, let's say. But like yeah. you had, I would say, the, a dream job. Like, how was your chemistry test? Obviously, it went great. Did you and Tom just right away connect with him? Did you connect with him right away? Like, how did you feel that day after you finished? I did. We, I, I felt we really connected right away. Um, I think that, you know, um, and the, the producers, um, Izzy and Conrad, I know Con's yes. back on the show now. Um, you know, we really hit it off as well, um, especially Izzy and I. Um, I love Izzy. Shout out to Izzy Pick. Shout out to Izzy Pick. And Matilda. I mean, all of them. Amazing, amazing. I mean, really an amazing production team. And I felt like we all hit it off right away. Um, You know, look, I was still, if you really think about it, I was still pretty green. I mean, I had had a year on extra at this time and I'd been at E! News for about probably about a year and they were looking for someone with live experience and mm-hmm. thankfully because of my job at E, right? So thank goodness I didn't give up ex, uh, extra and didn't move to New York or I wouldn't have been in LA right. for the dance right. job. Right, 
You'd be um, interviewing all of us who got eliminated instead. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and thank goodness, again, like you said, things happen for a reason. Thank goodness. At the time, I, I eventually went back to work for Extra, and I love all the people there. They, yeah. They've spent a long time, um, and I know them all very well. But I actually um, left Extra to go to E! News because Extra didn't pick up my contract after a year. Oh, interesting. But thank goodness I was at E! News, and I was where I was when that phone call happened because... Yeah. You know, I was able to get to where I needed to be and extra didn't have live coverage, but eat, right. you know, especially back then. Oh my gosh. We did 12 hours of live, no, sorry, 10 hours of live coverage for the Golden Globes, 10 hours straight. That's so crazy. But that's what E's known for. I, I love, I love tuning into this day to see their red carpet event, you know, like whatever that they're hosting because it's live and it, it just like you really get to see, also know the host, you know, and it's interesting about like just their opinions on fashion and stuff. But um, so what, how, so Karen called you back and said you got the job. So then I got the job and in theory that should be like, okay, first of all, that was like, there's only one phone call that Karen has given me since then that has been equally as heart stopping, adrenaline pumping excitement of like, this just happened and I am over the freaking moon. It was getting the Dancing with the Stars call that I got that job and getting the offer to star on Broadway in Chicago. Yes, girl. <sighs> I was so happy for you when that happened. I am. So I'm not. a. I mean, look, I love Broadway. I respect the whole production. But the only show that I can wa- like actually watch from top to bottom that doesn't make me there's something about people breaking out into song and dance like that is just like, <laughs> it's just so random to me. I don't mind it. But like, you know, it's like you're singing about how much you love and hate each other. And then I'm just like, okay, but the Chicago is the only one that isn't cheesy to me, you know. And so like Chicago, let me I mean, a little <laughs> secret here. I am so tone deaf, but I even tried out mm-hmm. for Roxy. Like, I would say, I was still on Dancing with Stars. They're like, you, dance, you got it. You even got the whole like acting bit, but your voice? Sorry, Cheryl, you can't hold eight shows a week. And I'm like, God damn it. I thought I could fool them. I thought we could do some lip sync battle, but that is amazing. <laughs> I was so happy. And you you got that after you your time on Dancing with the Stars, right? Um, No, I did it actually between season seven and eight. Oh my gosh, you work so yeah, hard. In the summer. And I had a and I had a 21 month old at the time. So it was it was and I was working full time for insider. So I was seven days a week working two jobs, juggling a baby, Jesus. my husband back at home. It was hard. Did was you awesome. th- that is awesome. I mean, that experience must have been amazing. Did you watch the show after your time? Like, have you caught up with the show at all? Or are you just not interested? Or? Uh, you know, I. Yeah, I, I've touched base a little bit here and there. I, I think in my first couple of seasons after I left, I did a little bit more, um, you know, kind of tune in. Yeah. Obviously, Tyra took over. I was like, I gotta see this. Yeah. Um, I watched one episode of that. I think I probably watched, you know, I and I don't even know if I ever watched like a full episode actually since right. I left. I think right. I would really just tune in to sort of touch base or if there was like a, you know, a special guest yes. dance or something like that. I mean, to me, I mean, that was working on the show and it's so fun by the way being able to do this podcast with you because I don't really get much opportunity to talk about the show you know everything is about what I love and I'm passionate about which is health and wellness but I love being able to just sort of sit here in this moment Mm -hmm. of I loved the show I loved the show with every fiber of my being it was in every way a dream job 
Yeah. It was me being able to do what I prepared so hard from the time I was working at my high school TV station to my time at Northwestern University in their journalism program to like being on TV, hosting and being with all these people, but in an environment surrounded by these gorgeous artists and performers that I mean, I loved, I would sneak out of the dressing room when we had a sound check from certain, um, you know, musicians who would come on. I remember watching Patti LaBelle during her sound <gasps> check. Celine Dion was on? Oh my God. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable people. And I loved more than anything. I loved watching you guys. And, I mean, the celebrities were also fun to watch, but I loved watching the pro dancers. I loved watching the sculpting of your bodies and how it moved. I loved how you could move your body in that way that as much as I felt like I could kind of dance, like I could never dance like that. I, I, I loved getting glammed up. I mean, I, yeah. I would, my, one of my favorite moments of every show was what people didn't see was the moment I took my first step out of the dressing room, turned to the left and walked down that long corridor Ugh, to that the long corridor, a long corridor. And I was in like diva mode like totally no but diva is a good thing diva is a great thing i got to be dressed yes every night in the most um, not the first season i was on holy moly holy hell we'll talk about how awful that was why oh my god well season one well season two my season one they didn't give me my own hair makeup team or wardrobe specialist so you did it yourself so no, they but they gave me they gave me the generic. So I would go into hair and makeup where you guys were getting sprayed and done, really? which was mass chaos. Oh my god, I don't know how you guys ever but I also had a job to do that. I had to focus. I had to look at my questions. I had of to really course. Think the script and what was happening for the show and my the point, you know, the 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 beats of the show. And so they'd have me like they they'd slot me into hair and makeup however they could fit me in between all of you guys which was really ass backward because I had to also be in my production meetings and my, you know, the onset for rehearsals. It just did not work. So so you were on the third floor back when we had the third floor. I I think it was in a trailer maybe. Oh, interesting. It in a trailer. And this is so crazy. I had, so you basically carved, so it should be called the Samantha Harris clause in these new contracts with the co-host because you were, you asked for your own and now I'm pretty sure, I am sure everyone has their, I mean, not everyone, the co-hosts have their own. Yeah, yes, they do. And Tom, right? And Tom had his old, and he already had his. Oh, own I mean, Tom doesn't before. need much, huh? Like he still says well, it to yeah. this day. Yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. But yeah. he still had, but, but yet, but yet, come on, Tom, you still wanted your own glam girl, which you had. <laughs> Tom busted. She tended to your hair. She tended to your face. It was all good. Um, and then my my wardrobe. It was like such an afterthought because there was so much focus on the amazing costumes and you know that you guys got to wear. So as the host. They, I think I had a different shade. Randall, of was it Randall Christensen that, rest in oh, peace, he Randall, passed away? It was, it was. Yeah. And it was some, it wasn't even him actually, it was like some extra person who was assisting him, who was basically pulling, oh, they, I, I swear I was like, I, I have to go back and pull the DVD, yes, their DVDs. The DVD. I have DVD copies of each episode. I have to go Same. back and I, I need to look at my horrible wardrobe. I'm sure you it, can see it on YouTube. I did recently. But it wasn't, okay. yeah, but no, but I don't think you looked, you looked gorgeous. I mean, you always look gorgeous. You're always oh. put together. And no, I think I was looking more at Tom's hair. I went from like not white to like, you know, <laughs> yeah, from like dark brown to, to pure all white of us. I mean, look at my hair. It went from like this shaggy only looks good in movement Bob that my dance coach freaking cut off, not knowing I was to be doing dance with the stars 
literally I had hair down on my ass that was natural then he was like we're gonna shag it because you gotta stand out from the crowd and boy did I you know like <laughs> I made but I love that I mean because I didn't know you before with the long hair I love no. that and and every every dress that first season was a different shade of the color of the rainbow in like a satin <laughs> slip I mean it was boring and so anyway so the reason it got to be so exciting starting with season three for me was that I had my own hair and makeup team I my wardrobe stylist, I had given, um, there was a girl who I had hired who was, um, I think she had assisted somebody at E! News and I ended up hiring her and she was young, early twenties. And I gave her this shot and uh, to help me. And she became my full-time stylist, both at E! and at the show. And she was the best. Do you remember? I don't remember Kit. Of course and I do. She would, and she, what was great is not only was she finding these amazing dresses and these gowns, but also she would reach out to all of these jewelers, like the jewelers. Like in actual Hill. diamonds, like 14 and, carats and like all I those mean, places. I that was the yeah. other awesome thing. No one's like, if I had been on Instagram back then, you would have been getting like, let's see what our surprise totally. is for, for jewelry and word. I mean, today. Look, you should have seen Tyra. I mean, it was like a whole thing. Like, oh, well, I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, as you saw, we'll get there. We'll get there. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. 
Okay, so I know, like, as you know, the Dancing with the Stars family, like, it, it is truly, I would say it's a dysfunctional at times family because, you know, we're all very much focused. And, and, and yes, the show consumes us. But in like you said, it's a beautiful memory. It's a beautiful, it was a beautiful time. But it was a lot of work, especially for us pro dancers. But I would say also being you know, hosting live, like, you know, what, what goes is what goes. And though Tom, you know, I have a very close relationship with him to this day. And I truly believe for me that like, he has been the heart of the show in so many ways. And like how he would just calm us down and same with you, like you would calm us down because we're so focused and we're so emotional after we dance because anything goes, you know, and whatever, however you performed, we go upstairs or no, not upstairs. We, we went into the red room back in the day. And then you had us fresh off of, you know, performing live. I guess what were the harder moments for you when it comes to hosting live or even stuff behind the scenes? Well, I think in terms of with the with the cast, I mean, you know, I even though I was younger than a lot of the pro dance, I mean, the, not the pros, but uh, the um, how old were you dance, when you started? I, I was like, I wasn't I wasn't I was older than all of you guys. No, but I was well, not necessarily. Yeah, um, I was 34. Three or thirty-four, yeah, no, 30, you, thirty-three, you were, I think. Something there were like some that. pros that, like, remember we had Nick Kosovich. We had, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. right. That's it. We had some. We had some with yeah. a little bit of gray in the hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, but yet I still felt like, even though I was younger than most of the, a lot of the celebrity dancers, I felt like kind of the mama. Yes, you know, of course. Way, because I, I felt your pain. I, you know, I, I even if an audience member didn't notice something go amiss. I, because I love dancing and I, and, and I usually would see you guys in rehearsal and whatever else, like I would know. And so I would just feel for you because I know how much you want to go out and nail it. And then as you, for you guys, for the pros, you want your celeb partner to feel amazing and do well, and you're cheering them on. And so that disappointment, those are, I think were the hardest moments, yeah. you know, of when you'd come in and just have that, that feeling of letdown. And so really trying to I mean, I hope I hope I was able to, you know, give that love for sure. No, for sure. And I always say like the best moments are the stuff that and this is hence why I have this podcast as well. Like it's important also for me to share these experiences with our loyal fans. I mean, we had ratings, obviously, as you know, through the roof, like we would get Super Bowl ratings back in our day, like when we first started. Right. Like I'm not saying it was because of us by any means. It's also because of the time it was as well. Like this was a very interesting, different show focusing just on the genre ballroom dancing. And um, it was very uh, niche. But at the same time, and brought people together. And I think that's why people fell in love with it, every single personality, because especially if you really cared beyond your job, right, title. So um, no, I definitely felt so much compassion and love from you every single week. There was no, and yet you were not biased. You know, it wasn't like depending on who my partner was or like how I placed, like you were very, you genuinely loved us as people, like as actual yeah. human beings behind the mirror ball <laughs> trophy. Right, right. Um, what, I guess, okay, so your time you were on for eight seasons what happened because like look there was as much as i you know we do develop a bond and then i felt like then you left i felt abandoned <laughs> the mama abandoned everybody yes. um, well and well first of all by the way one of the things i also just saying another thing that was hard for me that was not about the live tv but because it's such a family and kind of talking adding on to that a little bit yeah. 
it was such a family and you guys got to bond and spend so much time together. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was always a little bit jealous of Tom that he got to go after the show and hang out with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, once you guys were done with your interviews, you know, a lot of people would go over to the Grove next door and um, go to the Whisper Lounge. Yes. Go to the Whisper Lounge. Yeah. I never got one night at the Whisper Lounge wait, because really? I had to switch. I had to switch microphones. The oh, moment shoot. Dancing with the Stars was off the air, I would literally hand the mic and my my earpiece back to the Dancing with the Stars crew. The, at the time was E News, and then eventually Insider and Entertainment Tonight crew was on the floor for the press line. I would grab the other mic, and I'm sure you remember I was now working my other job, and I oh, do my interviews. No. Those interviews went for a long time because those press lines got long. Wait, no, they they were. And that was, like I said, the height of the show. I mean, we would bring in on an average night, like around 20 to 25 million. The finale, yeah. I know for season three was like 30, 30 something yeah. million, 35 million. It was crazy. And yes, it was definitely one of the top primetime shows, I would say, during that time Where for they, sure. We Dancing with the Stars, when we were on, again, not we were not patting ourselves on the back. No, just very, no, no, no. We were on this time. But we had 20 to 30 million people on average watching every night. If it dropped because we would always get the ratings in the next morning meeting when we had our production meeting. Right. And I, I mean, the air would leave the room if we were anything less than 20 million. Like it was like, it was oh, like, oh, really? it would be like a results show, though. Like that's probably why, right? It was like a recap right, right. when they started doing yeah, recap yeah. shows and Tom was yeah. just making all that dough. And I'm sure you, you were right. too. And <laughs> it was amazing. But, but I remembered like the, the sad, the, um, I was so sad that I never got to have like extra yeah. hangout with everybody because I was working this other job. And granted, I was grateful that I had the other job as well. But it was, um, it was just you know yeah. a really special group of people to hang out with. Did you ever come to the mid-season parties when you started doing that? No. Um. Well, when Tom was throwing those, yeah. yes. Um. Yeah, I would usually try to be able to get yeah. to those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and he started to throw those because I think I think you know he like, he was getting so when we had our very first recap show, we all came in on a Sunday, and we shot it, which meant the network had to pay an ep an extra episode fee for me, an extra episode fee for Tom. They had to pay for the crew to come in on a separate day. I don't know how you guys were paid if they had to pay for you. So basically it cost them a lot of money to do these recap shows. I, of course I was psyched. I got a whole you know extra episode out of it. And they figured out obviously smartly, if I was the one running the accounting, I would have done the same thing, which is they realized, <laughs> wait, we could just keep the crew a little later after the, after the show is done on one of our, you know, regular show days, Tom can just run off stage, switch into a different suit or a or different tie, even different tie, yeah. come back on and he can just shoot all the wraparounds. Oh, sorry, Samantha. Oh. You need a whole different hair, gown, jewels. We don't have time to wait for that. So you don't get another episode. Great. So that, that really sucked for me. That sucked. Um, I was grateful for great, you know, the great grateful for Tom that he got to have that. You know, yes. I felt, yeah. um, but I think that's that's when he started to to throw those parties. Of course. Well, at least he at least he gave back. He was in service. It was very nice of him. Yeah. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. Okay, and then so the eight seasons went by, flew by. I mean, I, I've done 26 seasons. I, I did. I retired wow. last season. But like, you know, it it, it um, it's always different when you have a change in general, right? naturally in life we evolve and um with that obviously you know it is a business yet for me it's still so personal and it could be both right like i could still have feelings and i could still talk about my experience and i could still love and be and honor the show as this is what the show is about right on the podcast here but i think um like you said it's very rare you get to talk about your experience and this is also very healing at the same time it's very therapeutic because like i've said to even trista sutter the first celebrity ever eliminated like you know regardless you get shipped off to new york you do press and then you never talk about your elimination and no matter if you were the first eliminated ever celebrity or if you last and hold a mirror ball trophy above your head regardless you have feelings and i think this is very therapeutic um i i mean i guess my question is is back to that question like what happened why why did you leave or what happened yeah, so season nine had concluded, um, and I had just bought a new house. We moved, you know, my daughter was just almost two. We knew we were going to have another kid, so yeah. we decided we would try to, you know, add more space to our lives, and we moved to an area of L.A. that was more affordable, but we could have a lot more property and a lot more house. It was awesome. And we moved in. We just bought a timeshare because <laughs> things were going well. <laughs> And, um, well, you're and, smart with your money, huh? 
I was yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was like, I'm still in this house. It was a great investment. We're very happy with it. Um, and and um, and then and then I got I got that call we never want to hear, and that was a call from our exec producer Conrad, and um, he said, you know, look, we're going into season ten, and you know, the, this, by the way, the public story that I told at that time um, with the blessing of ABC mm-hmm. was that, which was true, I was at Entertainment Tonight and they needed me more. They needed me on a dime to get on a plane. And hey, look, I'm not complaining about having to get on a plane to Seville, Spain to hang out with Tom Cruise on the back <laughs> of a Ducati. It was a good day at work. So like tiny little violins. But dance <laughs> really, <laughs> dancing was really my dream job. I would have happily done that and only that. It was an amazing schedule as a mom to be mm. the host because mm. unlike you as contestants and, and celeb dancer, I mean, pro dancers and celebs, you're in rehearsals all the time. I mean, I worked two full days a week. I gave birth and three weeks later, I was back on the show and people thought, that. how could you go back to work? I said, well, no, I took three months off of my entertainment news job because that's a day, like day in and day out. I said, but Dancing with the Stars is only limited, you know, 10 episodes or 10 weeks, 20 episodes. I don't want to miss it. I love it. So I was pumping milk over here and I left her two days a week and she'd sometimes come to set, um, you know, in the middle of the day, mm. the production meetings, they let me start to do them on the phone. I mean, Zoom didn't really exist back then, but they Definitely let me call not. <laughs> They let me call into them. So, you know, they worked with me on that. It was a dream job. So in every way mm-hmm. and the other opportunities that it led to like Broadway, like being a guest correspondent ongoing on Good Morning America. You know, there's a lot of other really amazing things that came yeah. from dance. Um, so we, we, you know, my choice was to say that I was leaving the show for season 10 um, to focus on entertainment tonight because they needed more of me. So um, that was, was something you and ABC agreed to as a statement, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I had, you know, I was filling in almost every day for Mary Hart. She was in the final year of her contract. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't really actually anchoring much. So I was, and I, by the way, little side note, I interned in college at entertainment tonight. So ET was my that's your home. Yeah. Job. I yeah. didn't know dancing didn't exist. I didn't know it was going to become a real dream job. Um, so, so anyhow, so that was sort of the story that we told. And that was actually painful to tell that story because people yeah. were like, well, why are you leaving? Why would you leave? Oh, I got it. I got this other job and they just want, they need more of me. But in, in reality, that phone call came from Conrad. He said, look, we're going into season 10 and the network executives have decided they need something to look different on the show. They need something really different to keep eyeballs watching. And so the thing that the network came up with is, well, the first thing you see when you turn on the TV are the hosts. So let's change one of them. Well, Tom had been a long time ABC, you know, I mean, he hosted um, America's Funniest Home Videos for them. I mean, Tom was, you know, very much, even though we were equally co-hosts and shared Mm -hmm. equal co-host titles, um, you know, everyone really kind of thought, well, we can't, they couldn't, I don't think they literally legally probably could have gotten rid of Tom. And I'm glad they didn't. Tom's amazing. He was a great partner on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately, that meant that I was the one who had to take the ax. And um, they decided to, they said, look, honestly, we have no one in mind yet. We don't even know where we're going with this. All we know is we need to you know, give you your proper notice yeah. for your contract that we're not picking it up for the next season. Got it. So your contract was up. 
Well, my contract was up every year. I mean, every season. Oh, got I, it. I had to be picked oh, up. I mean, I never, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how every contract So you didn't really like sign up. like a 10 season deal. It wasn't like that. It was season well, by season. I, well, it was. I mean, getting into the nitty gritty of no, it, but yeah. the way that the contracts tend to work in, at least for hosts, I don't know how they work for you guys, is that you have, you know, a you know, a five-year contract, 10 episodes or 10 seasons or whatever it is. Um, but that's still the based option. on their yes. renewal. Your basically, it, basically, what that says is, I can't leave the show. No, but they have the right every every season to say I can come back or not. It's the same. But I can't yeah. say I'm done. I don't want to be here, or that would be breaking my side of the contract. Right. That's, I mean, that's right. 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 That's right. what essentially a five year contract would do is yeah. that I I'm committing myself for five years. They still can say yes, we're going to keep you, or no, we're going to go a different direction. And it's the same for the dancers. Like I, I know that much. I mean, obviously, if there's an emergency or whatever, they work with you. Um, so when you were pregnant, how did this happen? Like, were you? Did you like? Did they accept? I mean, they obviously accepted you. They well, I remember. One, I won't say who in the no, no need to network or executive team said this, but I remember I got a note. I got actually called into a meeting, and they said, "So Samantha, going into the next season, we in my this my interpretation was they said to me." you need to be pasty and pudgy. But really what they said to me was, you're getting too tan and too toned that the viewers, and I'd like to give all of you listening as viewers a lot more credit than what they said, but the viewers are confusing you with the dancers because you're too tanned and too toned. And so that's confusing for them. And they need to be able to relate to you as the host being basically a complete dichotomy to next to the dancers. So we need you to stop doing any self tanning, which I'll be honest, I tanned as much as you guys did. And we wait, need this you to is a joke. <laughs> wait, and sorry, sorry, lo- gain weight? To gain weight, gain weight. Oh, yeah, usually I say, usually you're told to, to, to lose to Absolutely. Lose I was actually told to gain weight. So, um, of course, in my, and I said, okay, of course, no problem. I got that covered because little did they know it was too early for me to share yet. I was pregnant. So I wasn't going to be tanning because I didn't know what the chemicals were that would be seeping into my body. And I was going to be gaining weight. So there you go. <laughs> so you just kept that to yourself. And so wait, how, how is your react? This is insanity. <laughs> It was crazy. I mean, the reaction once I did tell them I was pregnant was amazing. They but no, but so I mean, how was your reaction right then and there when this was being said to you in I, person? I was, um, <laughs> I was absolutely stunned. Uh, I took a lot of pride in the fact that I was tanned. Of co- course. Uh, I mean, look, I looked at your guys. You no, know, but mind you, we I, we admired your, like, we would talk about it as dancers. We're like, look at the, her arms. Like, I was like, so, but also more than that, it was like, you were just a genuine person like that cared. And I think that's why for me, I can just speak for myself that I, I did feel a little bit hurt that you left because that was what was said in the press. And so obviously back then, uh, you know, I was very fresh, um, straight, straight from the competition floor to uh, CBS. And um, I believed everything that I read. Um, and I have to say that I'm so happy. Thank you for sharing because that's the first of all, not easy to share. And second of all, that just gives closure, you know, to I think also a lot of fans as well that really love you because they really love you and they still talk about you to this day. Thank you. It means a lot to me. I, it was something that was very hard for me to, I really have only shared that a, a couple of times and not yeah. very publicly. And, and um, even when, when Tom and Aaron were fired or again, just not, yeah. I hate times they were fired. No, they, were they were fired. They were Same fired. <laughs> but they were fired. You know, and so, you know, I mean, 
I really wanted to come out and share my story at that time. Like, look, you're not alone. This is what happened. It's what happened to Brooke, Brooke, Brooke as well, right? It's we have what happened as, to Lisa Canning prior to you. Well, remember I'm what happened to sure. Lisa Canning prior to me? I mean, poor. Yes. I think about Lisa, and I'm like, she's a, a talented woman, and you know, am I grateful that I, I would never look to steal someone's job? No. Am I grateful that? The network had made that choice so that there was an opportunity created for me. Yes, of course. Again, it was a dream job. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but I, what I will say, which was here, here we're going to talk about the pregnancy for a second. What I will say is that, first of all, when after my first season on the show, there were some, there were some kind of vulturey people who decided to start some rumors. Thankfully, that had no truth, but that. I, I think I was it started to guest correspond for Good Morning America. And so whoever this person was, and I'm sure if you guys go through archives of different... Yeah. Well, there was no social media back then. It was message boards. Yeah, yeah. it was in between message boards and, and cele- it was in, it was in um, like the New York Post or something like that. And whoever this person was probably thought she was doing a good thing by at least making something good for me in this rumor she was starting that was not true, but that I was going to be going full time to Good Morning America. And because of that, I had to leave dancing and therefore she was going to be the new host. Wait, who was this? So it was, I'll I'll tell you. Um, But it was, I mean, it was a complete BS made up story to create press and buzz. Um, But it also hurt me because I love the show and I wasn't, I, well, I mean, as far as I was concerned, I wasn't going anywhere and sure didn't want to lose my job there. Um, interestingly, now, flash forward, I'm pregnant. I've announced my, I barely announced my pregnancy. You remember, I announced it live on the show. I told, I was so bummed I had to tell you guys in rehearsal because the That's production okay. wanted to make sure they could add in the proper amount of breathing time to the episode. So they, so I like, it ended up not being as genuine of a reaction. No, it for, was, it was, it was. We get it. We got it. <laughs> I was so excited. I was we so excited to tell you guys I was we pregnant. And we were so excited for you. And you oh also God. still had toned arms. And it was shocking. <laughs> it was the best. I, uh, well, thank you. Um, but I was so excited to tell everyone and be able to announce it to, to everybody, all the viewers and stuff. And literally, as I'm breathing the word pregnant, producers and network execs were getting texts from Agents and managers who were in the audience, can my my client host, can they fill in? Can they take over for her? Is she leaving the show officially now that she's going to have a baby? So can my, my client be the new host of the show? I mean, it was talk about vultures. It was disgusting. Oh, my God. Oh, my disgust. God. Yeah. Wait, how do you know this? How did you know? Obviously, you're Karen, right? You're, yeah, you're I mean, Karen. I, I mean, my age, yeah. everyone. It yeah. was kind of hard. I mean, the executives told me it was... The wolves came out for my oh, job yeah. and no one gave, because all I wanted to do was celebrate with everyone. Of course. Baby and it was my, my little dancing baby. And I was so excited. And then instead it was like all this yuckiness. Like cattiness, you know, but good on dancing for still having you be a part of obviously the show. Like I think that in a, right. It wasn't, you, yeah, no, they, they didn't, were they didn't, Tom, t- they didn't tell where, you to like take hi- a hiatus, right. They yes. probably asked if you are able to, and you said yes. And, I don't know what you said, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I said, look, obviously, I need to go have this baby. Um, of she course. was due the she was due two weeks um, into the new season, so right. I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically do a little bookend. I'm gonna start the season, I'll go have my baby, and then I'm gonna end the season, you know, coming back. Right, of and course, that's when Drew Lachey stepped in, correct? 
So they were really, so well, first of all, of course, you make these plans. And then she came two weeks early. She, I delivered oh. her the night before the premiere. So I watched the premiere, which was really surreal from my hospital bed, holding her. What season was season, this? Season four, season, wait, season one. Two, I think it was season four. Four. Okay. Got it. Yes. I remember now. And, um, but, but so when we were trying to figure out who was going to fill in for me, I was so grateful that production decided for someone, first of all, who I was close with, which was Drew Lachey. He was, a, he had become a good friend after winning the season with you. Um, I felt comfortable with him. Safe. I didn't feel like he was a vulture who was going to try to stay and get his nails into my job. And I appreciated that they hired, honestly, that they hired a guy. Because, totally. when you, you know, you stick another girl in as much as I'd like to, you know, women power and girls support girls. Unfortunately, this business can be really yucky because yeah. of that. So I was really grateful for that. And then I was also equally very grateful for Tom because he did something in a production meeting that I don't know why the production didn't seem to add this into the script. They were going through the script read through. We'd always read through the script, um, you know, and make our notes and whatever. And he said, you know, I'm noticing it's just, I'm Tom Bergeron and I'm Drew Lachey. He's like, can you add in there? And I'm Drew Lachey in for Samantha Harris. Which, which honestly, anytime I was on Entertainment Tonight filling in for Mary Hart, that was what you do. You keep the woman in her place, making sure the reminder to the viewers is, Mary Hart's still here. I'm just filling in because she's out today. Otherwise, you're like, wait, so wait, then what happened to Mary? Where'd she go? Right, Especially maybe a during a premiere, for God's yeah, sakes. And, and maybe a viewer hadn't. And this, and this continued for every episode until I returned. And, and maybe a viewer didn't hear that I had a baby. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they thought I really did leave the show. Right. So that made me feel, you know, I felt vulnerable enough being a new of mom. Of course. All that. So being able to have my job protected felt yeah. really great. Yeah. Great. And so did they, they added that obviously, right? Yeah, they added that. Yeah, because yeah, regardless, Tom would have said it even if they didn't edit. <laughs> that's true. That is true. And um, yeah, that's Tom is very he's very loyal. And I I, um, I would say out of everybody I would say on the show, it's it. I'm grateful for his friendship. Put it this way. He's very, uh, you know, he has been very loyal and honest. And and then cut to Tom gets fired. <laughs> yeah. um, what did you think of that when you heard that? I mean, unfortunately, it wasn't surprising to me because obviously I'd gone through that same experience. Yeah. I know I knew that that's what they had done to Lisa Canning, they had done to Brooke and yeah, Burke, and, Aaron. and you know, and mm -hmm. and then uh, so it wasn't surprising to me. Um, it was not surprising to you. It was not. It was oh, not. Not, oh, but only because it was getting lot. The you know the seasons now had gone forever two digits yeah. right um I, I mean the fact that it was on for that long is uh, just a, a testament to the strong viewership and what dedicated fans and following yeah, what a fun for show real. it is you know just like also you know as much as i i really love my work in entertainment news i didn't like the gossip part of it i didn't like the negativity about it and yeah. dancing that's maybe another reason why dancing was my dream show mm -hmm. and my dream job is because it only yes of of course, we always had it. There was always a package of, of you know, there's a headline somewhere, or, yeah. Whatever. But I love that as a show itself, it brought light, happiness, escape, entertainment, Talent. all of that TV yeah. should do. And so, um, anyhow, so um, I was, but I was sad. I was sad for Tom and for Aaron that um, after being so, you know, giving so much of their life and energy into the show, yeah, that, that 
the network decided to go that direction. But I, I also understand they have shareholders and they have it's hard to hold on to viewers and, you know, all their different reasons for for wanting to do that. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Tyra? I only saw it for literally, I mean, pro- I turned it on and I couldn't watch and I turned it off. So I'll just so say there that. you go. I'll leave it there. Period. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. Have you seen the show? Have you seen it? Because this season, um, season 32 is about to come to a close. Yes. And um, so, I mean, can you believe, like Julianne? Yeah, our little sweet high schooler Julianne. I mean, Julianne, (laughs) she's done so many amazing things with her career from her, you know, obviously her dancing career, but her acting career, her hosting career, her singing career. Um, You know, she's been so fun to watch grow as a a young girl into a young woman and now, um, you know, really holding her own. Um, That to me, was a much better thing to see, right? So again, anytime there was a change and another host put in my job, it, right. was, really, it was really painful. I'm it sure. was really hard. Yeah. I, and you know, and honestly, and people have always said, well, would you go back on and be a contestant? And honestly, I would. Um, you would be a contestant. I would. I mean, I think, you know, now the show's so, now, now, that, now that it is with 
you know, with Alfonso and Julianne, yes. um, you know, I, I absolutely would. I mean, look, I just turned 50. You look amazing. I'm sorry, I'm swearing, but it's just well, so you. good. I, I will take that F-bomb because um, it is May of 2024 will be, knock wood, 10 years past my cancer diagnosis yeah. and battling breast cancer and going through everything that I went through. I always thought when I had told my agent, hey, look, if there's an opportunity to go back on to dancing as a contestant, from a product, like I look at things because I had to produce for my entertainment news job. I look at things also through the lens and because as a host, you are a conduit of producers. I always look at things through the lens um, also as a producer yeah. and, and taking myself out of it, even of course, though it's in it, I hear you. I'm like, this makes sense. Like this is, here's the host that you watch for a long time. Here's her journey through cancer, and here's how she's come out more vibrant, resilient, and energetic. Your story, ever. absolutely, Dina Katz. But, I hope she's listening because, like, I mean, I honestly, saw her the other day. you did. I ran into her at Air One. <laughs> she's like the uh, she's like the godmother yeah, she, <laughs> of dancing. She's been yeah. there from the beginning, actually, one of the only ones um, that have been there consistently from season one. But oh, yeah, my yeah. listeners obviously hear me talk about her a lot. But the, you know, the story, most memorable night would be just like I'd be bawling my eyes out. You know, like it's just first of all, you're in general like I believe dance has saved my life in many ways. Um, you know the times where I've been through trauma and I haven't been able to translate that into words about and about the trauma itself. But dance was my way of getting rid of it in my body. And I believe in somatic therapy and experiencing. And I also believe in cognitive. And if you can afford to do the, you know, both of them, then good on you. And if you feel like you want to face it, you know, because it ain't easy. Uh, but and I appreciate your um, awareness. Do you believe and I don't know, right, um, your belief system, but do you believe that the stress of live television, the stress of your job may have uh, correlated with your diagnosis, your shocking diagnosis? So what I've learned since my breast cancer diagnosis is that only five to 10% of breast cancer is genetic. I have no hereditary link. Interesting. When I learned that, and I'm a national ambassador for Susan G. Yeah. Cohen, and so I do a lot of work with them. And that was the one piece of information of all the statistics I learned that baffled me the most. And that sent me on my journey to, I thought I was healthy, but I realized I needed to be my healthiest healthy. And so I, I went out on a journey to do as much research. Like I'm a journalist by training, research, speak to experts. And I learned it's what we put in, on, and around our body that affects our overall well-being, that leaves on or turns off certain DNA strands that of can course. lead to cancer, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, neurodegenerative disorders. So I started to make systematic small changes that led to really big results in my life. I wrote my book, Your Healthiest Healthy, to be mm -hmm. able to share all that insight with others. I then went back to school. I became a certified health coach to wow. be able to share on a larger platform and have more credibility um, by having that you know, that die, you know, that sort of ability to be a, a certified um, health coach. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then that's why, you know, I not only you know, have my retreats and my, my membership wellness community yeah. so that every, every week I can get a little bit of my live hosting feel that I love so much because it's I, amazing. my membership community is live coaching every week with me. I bring in a live guest expert. So I get wow. that interview in that I love to do. I lead, a, I'm certified as a trainer. I lead a, a live workout every week, but that's the changes I've made because it's a holistic approach. It's not just about how you're moving your body. 
but it's important to move your body and you need to move it every day. It's not just how you eat, but you need to have nutrient density and plant-based goodness as your foundation. It's what you're putting on your body, right? Spray tans and the makeup that stays for 12 to 15 hours. Can you make that change so that it isn't full of endocrine disruptors and carcinogens like I was in a makeup chair day after day for well over a decade? What would you say to the glam people though? Like, cause at the end of the day, let me tell you this. When I, when I was on the show, I didn't give a shit what it had in the chemicals. I needed to look tan because I also went through the whole body. She's fat, but then there was something in my psychology um, for me that like, if I had tan on, then I wasn't right. So then I was protected. So there to switch it up would be, ter- I would literally sneak it in like me and Edita did back in the day when Conrad would be chasing us around the trailers. It's like we started looking really orange and we didn't care. We didn't care. It wasn't right, his body. Right, right. right. Oh my God. Edita was uh, probably the tannest ever on the show. But I agree with you, by the way, we always feel thinner and yeah. tighter. In our it's tone a fact. Tan. Like you look better. We do. We do. We do. Like, yes. So the toxins that are in that. So I will tell you, I just, yeah. I shot 65 episodes of a new um, game show on the game show network. And when I did, we had 12 hour shoot days. And I said, look, I need to make sure that anything that comes into this makeup and hair room is free of all of these things. And I have very high standards. And thankfully, the girls that I had were women I've been working with forever. And they were like, oh my gosh, we love this challenge. Let's do it. And they did. They figured it out. And Everything, I mean, everything that's on me, I don't have like the most amazing makeup on right now, but everything that I use now is free of all these. It's what I share with people on a daily basis. And then to the stress, sorry, that was a long backward way. No, totally fine. And this is all educational. This is great. The stress absolutely Ugh. is so detrimental to our well-being. Ab- it makes our cortisol through the roof. And when we have cor- that, you know, that's a hormone that we need. We need it to swerve out of traffic, but we don't Fight, need it. or freeze. Yeah. Away. Yeah, no, no, no. And I'm addicted and I, I'm, I'm currently working on it. But yes, I, this is very addicting for me because that's all I was. I was like trying to always get out of something, right? So. Right. And so the stress, my mom always says that to me. She's like, I, I really yeah. worry that you're, you know, I, entertainment news is a 24-7 news cycle. Yeah. I was on call at all times. Any time of the day they needed me to get up and go somewhere, get on a plane, run to you know some big event that just happened. They didn't plan always ahead of time enough. So if I said I was going to my daughter's recital that night, they said, well, that's too bad. There's a premiere tonight. Now oh, we need yeah. you to cover it. So I never had that control. And um, I, you know, now living in a place where I am exercise. I was exercising then, but I was fitting in the exercise, right? I was, we were feeding entertainment tonight to the satellite. And where was Samantha? Where's Samantha? Oh, she's not in her room having lunch and relaxing. She's at the parking garage running the stairs right now, right? I was fitting it all in however I could get it in. And so there are ways to move your body, but do it in a way that's helpful and beneficial. And so anyway, that's through, you know, the healthiest, healthy lifestyle. I'm trying to help through my Instagram and my Facebook. So there's lots of free ways that I do it. Then there's the yeah. you know membership ways. There are my retreats in person, all the different ways to help people. And That's guide amazing. Them and them. I mean, I would, lo- I could talk to you for freaking ever, but um, we don't have freaking forever. However, <laughs> this is, I cherish this moment with you. Like, you know, this is, I, there's a lot of closure self selfishly for me as well. Um, and also a beautiful, hopefully newfound friendship that we can continue to blossom. Now we're in a different phase in our lives. And, um, you know, this is such a, a, important work that you're doing. And in a way, 
I don't want to say everything is meant to be like there. I don't wish a diagnosis um, on anyone, obviously, but this is don't do you feel like your life is, I guess, more purposeful, more intentional Um and you're, you know, in a way too, you're asking for a lot. You're asking, I mean, I, I'm totally there with you, by the way. I meditate. I do transcendental meditation twice a day. Like I'm trying to be more present, though I don't always do it twice a day. Um, but like I I am, when it comes to doctors and stuff, I'm a little scared of them. And I probably am not as proactive with my own health. And I know a lot of my listeners can relate because sometimes you just don't want to hear it. And it's and scary. Your, it's easier to stick your head in the sand. It I, is. Look, you guys. I found a lump in my breast yeah. 11 days, 11 that's, days. I know that's crazy. After a clear mammogram. So mm-hmm. I could have said, it's nothing. I just had a clear mammogram and had I waited, who knows what it would have become. Look, we thought we caught it super early. And yet after my mastectomy, we found that it had oh, gone yeah. to a lymph node. So I was restaged further along in a, you know, with a more, uh, it was not an aggressive cancer. It was still quote the good type of cancer, but we, it still was more advanced than we thought it was. Yeah. And so, you know, it is scary to know our own body and have to notice when there's a change. But if there's any bit of insight you take from this, know your body, feed it, take care of it, be able to nourish it and have that self care mm. so that you can notice when something is amiss and then act on it. Yeah. Awareness and then action. And also, I always say this, if your mental health's not intact, nor is your physical health, because like, how do you even get up out of bed for those that may depression hits everyone differently, you know, obviously, or any type of mental health, um, you know, uh, challenge that you're going through? Well, how did you do it? Like after all of like from the moment you got that call till the diagnosis to getting a double mastectomy, I mean, you are literally so inspiring. And I hope you know that how how influential your voice has been to me and whether that's going to be me now being a little bit more proactive, regardless, you are just so, um, wow. Like this in a way I have chills, like just talking to you about it because it is so important. Thank you. It's, I was in some very dark days in my early days after diagnosis and I had never been an anxious person. I had never been, you know, I was just like Miss Energy, you know, Energizer Bunny. Yes, just you go are. along, do, 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 all happy, super positive, happy girl. Totally. You know, possibly annoyingly so to some. <laughs> <laughs> but the positivity was just sort of my jam. Yeah. And that cancer just struck it down. And I had this visceral feeling of anxiety that I had never felt where literally I could almost feel the pulsing adrenaline oh coursing through my veins. And it felt awful. And I didn't know how much longer this journey was going to be. Was it going to be a matter of months or years? And I had a three and a six-year-old at home and an amazing husband who I wanted to be there for. I was just 40 years old. My dad died at 50 from colon cancer. And I didn't want to not be there for my kids or my husband mm-hmm. or my mom who'd already gone through this and lost my dad. And so I, I guess maybe two, three weeks in of feeling horribly crushed from anxiety. I took a deep breath. I don't know what possessed me, but I just said, Samantha, if you're going to be on this journey, you need to flip your perspective right now. And I started to look at everything with a positive spin, not rose colored glasses, but okay. Positive self-talk was something I'd never employed for myself. I didn't even know it was something that existed. And I began to say out loud, okay, what's good in this situation? Well, 
you know what? You're in otherwise really good health and shape. It's going to make your complications and surgery reduced. It's going to make your recovery faster. Okay. Good, Samantha, keep talking to yourself. What else is good? I've got great health insurance. I have an amazing family and support system. Oh, great. Okay, keep going. Right, so the more I said those types of things to myself, as each thing kind of pelted me from the left and from the right in this cancer journey, we caught it early. It's all good. Nope, it's actually cancer. Okay, but it didn't go to a lymph node. Oh, it went to a lymph node. Okay, right, so I had three surgeries in 2014. And I, the positive mindset, really made a huge difference. I launched a, a community called Gotta Make yeah. Lemonade, shared people's stories of how they got knocked down, what happened to them, and then what they did to get back up and turn yeah. it into something better. That was very cathartic for me. But then yeah. developing the research I did behind Your Healthiest Healthy as a book, and then the work that I do now, helping others and just, you know, whether you have been diagnosed with something, or you're just looking to reduce your risk and have wonderful longevity and more energy, less brain fog, whatever, you know, whatever it is, there are things we can do. And that to me was, I think, the most empowering. And that didn't happen until a couple of years after my cancer diagnosis. But when I learned that we can be in even better control of our well-being than we may realize that things don't have to happen just to us, but we can actually take action. So that was very empowering. And I love sharing that with others now. I love it. I love it all. Um, did you go to therapy? How how like how does one when you're because I, I also suffer from anxiety. I've been in therapy since I was a little girl, since I've been sexually abused and I haven't stopped because I I I mean I have stopped. I've gone through phases, don't get me wrong, but it's very important for me at least to always have an unbiased opinion. Um and to then, you know, obviously go through waves of just trying to now practice it instead of just consistently being dependent on one person. But did you how did you know to do this? Like especially when you were so down? That's the crazy thing. It's like I don't know if like I Did you have don't a life coach, a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's I, I so I I've, I've never gone to therapy and yet I feel like it is such an incredible thing and I it's something I, I really probably should investigate. I'm sure there are many things to to start to work through. Mm. Um but I'm so grateful to um to the wonderful therapists who are out there. And yeah. I think it's really important to to not be afraid. And thankfully, mental health is something we talk about so much more now. And, mm -hmm. and thankfully, there's not that stigma about having to see a therapist that I think there was when I was yes. growing up. Still is sometimes, but yes. Right. Well, thank goodness it's getting at least hopefully better. Um, something, and I don't know, I'm not incredibly religious, but I feel like I'm spiritual, although I feel like nature is my, my God. Um, but even though my dad had passed... You know, I see him in the hummingbirds. That that's that's me. Yeah. That's his. Oh my god, my dad speak. too. Really, yeah. hummingbird? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. And and uh, and you know, I'll tell you why really fast. Why it's a hummingbird? Because it was his birthday. It was you know, it had been probably 15, 16 years since he had died. And I was at a stop sign on his birthday, and a hummingbird flew in front of my windshield and just stood there hovering, staring me down, and wouldn't let me pass through because I didn't want to scare it. And I thought. That's him. Yeah. It took for it took him this long to come to, to come to me, but he wow. did. So I don't know, you know, if it was some sort of hand. Listen, I believe in it. I believe in it. There's a higher power, whatever you want to call it. There's yes. something. So I think I came up with this like I'm going to have positive self talk all on my own. I'm going to do this. Okay. But clearly, there was something that put this in my brain that I needed to flip my perspective. Yeah. And whatever it was, whether it came deep from within me or some greater sense of the world and spirits that that came to me but the, it, 
Um, but no, I wasn't working with anyone. And now what I've also realized is the breast cancer community is phenomenal. And so if you are diagnosed with whatever it is, you do not have to go through it alone. And it's important to find people who have gone through it and been on the path and are further along. Mm. And ideally those who are doing well on that further along path, because that can be very powerful to be able to yeah. talk with those people. Thank you, Samantha. We don't even have freaking time for fan questions. I love you fans, but this was so important <laughs> to discuss. Um, and we don't have time for rapid fire, shucks. But we do have time for you to say to my listeners where people can find you because your work is so important, your website and where they can get your book. Oh, well, I love being here with you and we definitely need to continue this conversation. Yes, um, personally, yes. <laughs> personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, super easy to find me on Instagram and Facebook where I'm the most active on Instagram, but both um, at Samantha Harris TV because it's still going to be a part of me whether I'm a certified health coach Absolutely. or not. Absolutely. So Samantha Harris TV and then uh, Samantha-Harris.com. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for your vulnerability. Seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you guys follow us at Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on our Instagram handle and make sure you comment. Let me know who you want me to interview. What do y'all think? Let me know. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.